want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, all that good stuff. Um, love to connect with you there. I'm really excited to have Timothy Sullivan on the line today. He is the Vice President of Sales and Stra Sales Strategy and Development for Gray Television. Uh, Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate you having me on. So um, I'm, I'm definitely excited to get to know a little bit more about Gray Television and what, what you guys do and how you help your clients. I know Gray TV owns 142 local TV stations, um, so definitely a big company. Um, in that space. But before we get into that, I just want to get into your background a little bit more. Um, how did you get started really as a, as a sales professional and in business? Um, you know, I, I can easily say that I had a good uh, tutor by watching my dad who works in uh, circuit, circuit boards. Um, and he was always a seller. So it was an easy model to follow, to follow after. Um, but my start initially came after college just through networking. Um, and, you know, one of the things I wanted to stress today was, you know, to tell your audience is that you make sure that every conversation that you have as you're going about the process of finding your job initially or finding the next best job for you, try to ask for two more people to talk to if you like the person that you're talking with. Because um, you'll automatically double your network. And so you go from one to three and then three to five, and then it just continues to grow and grow and grow. Man, that's a great tip. I've never heard anybody say that. That's awesome. Ask for, ask for, I never even thought about that, especially if you're just, when you're just starting out and you're just looking into a particular field. That's great. Um, yeah. So you've been, I mean, 17 years um, in television, online. I mean, it's super interesting space. What are some of the changes right now that you're seeing that just excite you? Oh boy, uh, this one can go in a, in a myriad of different directions, but it, uh, I think the piece that keeps me excited about advertising in general is just how quickly um, the landscape changes. Um, and because of that, I feel like if you are consistently up to date with what you're reading and what you're focused on, as well as cerebral and your types of thinking about you know what the possibilities are that you may not have even uh, pursued yet, then I think it keeps you open-minded and always wants you to learn more. Mm, that's good. That's good stuff. Um, so what, um, um, I guess when you're, when I'm thinking of TV, I'm thinking online, I'm looking at all the different things that Gray does. Um, let, may, let's start here, actually. Give us a background on Gray TV and then, you know, what kind of clients they have and what they do. Sure. So, you know, the beauty of, of my role is that I get to work across the portfolio of television stations that Gray owns. And in the United States, we currently have 142 television stations. We're in 92 markets, which are usually medium to smaller size markets, um, and we're present in 36 states. And so because of that, you know, we have the easy capability of working with the local mom and pop businesses as well as the smaller regional businesses. Um, and the core of the focus that I have now is to take the amazing amount of content and the great things that we do that people may not know about uh, and showcase that to national advertisers to get them interested in working with Gray um, across all of our stations. So what are some of those things? Let's, let's, let's get a little bit more into it. Sure. So, you know, the beauty of content at this 
at this point in time is that there's very few people that produce great content that can give their partners and advertisers the ability to not only be a part of it, but also to make, create, edit, and curate it on behalf of the client so that they can keep it for their own channels of distribution. Um, the benefit of having so many TV stations is that we've been producing great content for so long that we have the ability to work on both sides of that equation. Mm, so, so then, <clears throat> but the, I'll go on. Sorry. So, so you're 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 both writing, producing um, individual shows. Am I hearing that right? I just want to make sure I understand correctly. No, certainly, because um, each station obviously creates their own newscast, so that would be considered a show, and they all do that very well, and it's often, you know, the part of the station that performs the very best because people want to understand what's happening in the area that they live in, and who knows that better than their local news source. So if there's small, there's obviously small business people listening right now, people that own businesses in the local market, they've been looking at TV, obviously they watch TV, right? They watch their local news um, and they're thinking, ah, maybe, maybe they should advertise, maybe they shouldn't. What would be one of the reasons why you'd say it'd be, a, it'd be a good idea for somebody to explore television that maybe has it in the past? Sure. Well, I think, you know, the easy answer to this question from Gray's perspective is that we can be multi-platform. And we can be on air and we can be online and we can be social. We can be all of those things. So you can take advantage of the marketplace and the trust that each station has just by working across every screen that we are a part of. The easy answer, though, for you from just a TV standpoint is just the amount of flexibility that the stations have in creating segmentation uh, that would benefit a brand or a business owner that can be aligned with or part of, you know, what what could be news. And so those things could be traffic or it could be high school sports or it could be um, the weather watch. You know, there's a myriad of different ways that we can take advantage of the newscast in order to draw attention to local business. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, I was just trying to get a feel for it because um, you hear so much about, you know, obviously – the digital economy and social media and other things. So it's interesting to me to see a um, to see a company that owns you know quite a few um, uh, local TV stations that's operating across different platforms and still reaching you know the audiences where they want to be reached, right? Um, so what what are some of the what are some of the opportunities do you see that are going forward just in in general in media? I mean, I'm looking at trends now. You've been 17 years. I know you've seen a lot. I know you see a lot that's coming ahead of us. What are some interesting things you see coming? Well, you know, I think the the big piece that people are trying to understand currently is what's going to happen uh, with the advancement of the segment of population that everyone likes to refer to as cord cutters. Um, and so how are people going to buy the bundles of media that they'd like to consume digitally within their set-top box? Um, and some of these will be what they call DTV, some of it can be OTT. It's just going to be interesting to me in how companies, broadcasters, are packaging the types of content that they offer to this audience and then seeing what will shake out um, from the players that are already that are already part of this ecosystem. So if you think of the Sling TVs or Direct TV Now, um, 
and you think of what's going to happen next with Hulu and what's going to happen next with Netflix and Amazon. Are they going to go to a paid advertising model? You know, these are the types of questions that seem to be on everyone's mind. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. You're right. Or even like, um, I, I, you know what, I didn't even think about the model. I know how OTC works, also over the top. I get that. But you're right. Will, would it make sense um, for them to monetize it in that manner versus, cause I, and I just noticed it because I use Amazon Prime and Netflix. And on Amazon Prime, I, I, I don't know why I never noticed it before I was playing something. And, was, and they were showing me a commercial before the thing played. I'm like, oh yeah, they. I'm like, oh, I'm like that. I thought that was part of my Prime membership. No, <laughs> and it's, nothing's it's, free. It is, <laughs> nothing's free. And the truth of the matter, too, I think this begs the next step in that conversation is just that with the amount of data that we allow for companies to understand about us, and Amazon obviously is a big use case in this example. It's they know your shopping behavior. They know your credit card information. They know where you live. They know the types of things that you're browsing for. And then as it relates to content, they're looking at the type of content that you consume or they're looking at the types of audio books that you're listening to. So they can get very strategic for an advertiser's benefit and understanding, you know, what's the type of company that should be put in front of Adam and then what's the type of returns that we can expect whenever we put an ad um, in front of your eyeballs or on your on your television or on your laptop, whatever it might be. Oh, I love it. They're so good. You're right. Good stuff. Uh, they're, they're they're thinking about it. I'm sitting here watching my episode and they're thinking about it. And uh, and 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 you're right. It, it makes a lot of sense just the amount of data they that they get from the their ecosystem of that is Amazon Prime. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Absolutely. Um, so if somebody is um, so if somebody's listening to this and they want to know more about Gray TV or to contact you and they're thinking about TV uh, or or um, multi-channel platforms um, advertising, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? So really, for me, there's there's two great ways, and and one of course is LinkedIn. So I urge anyone, you know, the same way that we met to to reach out to me there and connect with me. Um, I love having conversations with any and all people, just because I think it's the only way that you get a little smarter. And it's the only way that you can use your network for good. Um, the second one, though, equally as important as anyone should feel free to reach out to me, it's Tim period Sullivan at Gray period TV. And I'm always happy to respond to emails, uh, set up times to have conversations with people, and you know whether it's to work together, or if I can give candid advice to people and how to look to build advertising campaigns that are strategic and beneficial for their business, that's something I'm always happy to do. Wow, that's awesome. Well, hey, Tim, I really appreciate you uh, taking time out of your step just today to come on the show and educate uh, my listeners and myself on some of what's going on in TV and online and advertising. So thank you for that. And uh, to the listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in. Uh, don't forget, head on over to Instagram, Ask Adam Torres. And if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, Head on over to my website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. Uh, thanks again, Tim. Appreciate it.